Welcome to the Ridge University Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and discover tools for living. Now here's your host, Ridge Director of Discipleship, Will Heron. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron, and I'm your host for this Ridge University podcast series on prayer. And in our first episode, Vivian and I discussed what prayer is and, and how we can go about it. But in the second episode, we're going to discuss uh, how relationship with God is in many ways like any other relationship. It involves a two-way street of communication. We talk, but we also listen. But how do we go about hearing God's voice? How can we know it isn't just one of our, you know, the voices inside of our head that we're just speaking to ourselves? And I invite you to listen in as Vivian and I unpack some ways we can go about growing to hear and know God's voice in our lives. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, you've mentioned a few times just about hearing from God. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something that uh, people can get on board with probably more easily is like the talking part. As in like coming and making space might be hard, but like talking and sharing and things like that. But listening to God, I think that's where often people feel like, really? Like, I can understand if we're both here, you know, physically present and we're talking to each other and we've got ears so we can hear. So um, when we're talking about listening to God or hearing from God in prayer, what, what does that mean? Oh, I love that. One of the things that I experienced was hearing God was I learned to journal. I mean, Mm. I sit down with my notebook. If I've got my Bible, I've got my notebook. And uh, my concern was what I thought I was hearing. Was it just me? Mm. Was I just making this up? Right. Or was it really you, God? And one of the ways that I've learned that I'm hearing God is the download has been from him, is that it's thoughts that I wouldn't have had. Mm. Yeah. Like I would never call myself beloved. Mm. or daughter, but God has so often, when I've journaled, I mm. sit down and start writing when I feel God is speaking, calls me his daughter. Mm. He calls me beloved. Right. Or just, yeah, just um, writing down what I'm hearing for God, and then to go back and reflect on that. Mm. That's, that's, that's just an ultimate experience. Right. And so do you think in terms of hearing that, that's a matter of getting your yourself in a in a quiet spot and obviously i mean is that something that's kind of developed over time the ability to listen because when you know that's a good statement yeah that didn't happen all at once Mm. but it took practice right i i had to learn to get out of the boat Mm. and i wasn't sure i you know was the water going to be there for me so yeah because i i was deathly afraid to pray in front of people Mm. um but there again i've had to learn to let go of the fear of man because mm. I, I have a relationship with an awesome God who loves me. Right. And he wants to hear from me. Mm. And so knowing that and accepting that, not just believing it, but knowing it. Mm. Um, as I get before God, I, he has revealed so many things to me. And that, that came with practice. Mm. So I know that you are an avid Bible reader. And uh, a lot of people here at the Ridge, if you haven't been to one of Vivian's classes, you should really do that. Just a quick plug for in the fall. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people could testify to that. But um, when you're thinking about listening, uh, hearing, from, you know, listening to God, hearing from God, what role does scripture play in that? 
you know something I learned? This is something that my mentor taught me, and I love this. When you come to pronouns in the Word of God, mm. change the pronoun. Put I, me, mm. or my, mm. or when God is speaking to me, I instead of you, I wrote my, I, I write me. Mm. I love you. So I've changed the pronouns, and I've learned that the Word of God becomes part of me. Mm. Oh, how I love the word, and I love to pray the word. Mm-hmm. Yes, that becomes a, a big part of that as well, because the cool thing about having the Bible is that we have these words that are spoken of God, they're inspired of God, and so, uh, so mu- again, so much of this is about relational. Again, the Bible isn't an end in itself. It's a means, right. I think, to get to uh, help us engage with God in relationship with Him, mm. you know, and and uh, and so God has spoken through that. It's a way that we can get to know Him, and um, also Vivian. I mean, so much of communication is based on trust. I mean, think about the people that you share the most with. Mm-hmm. You know, like those people in your life that you have a coffee over, and you literally just, <laughs> you know, yeah. you spill it all out, and you're just like, "Well, this is where I'm at," or like that kind of thing. That it's it's tr- There's trust there. There's deep trust. And so I think as we look to the Bible and um, as it speaks of who God is, as it Mm -hmm. speaks of his love, as it speaks of Jesus' sacrifice for us, that there is an incredible basis for trust there, you know, that we can trust him. Well said. Because his love is proven. Oh, yes. And like I said earlier, knowing that, not just believing in it, Mm -hmm. but knowing that, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's where the shift began to change for me is when I, when I learned that scripture is God's love letter to me. Right. And if I'd have been the only creature on this earth, God would have still written it. Mm. And so just seeing myself in the presence of God, just reading the word and asking God to reveal the word to me, Mm. that's where I like to put a plug in for the Holy spirit Mm. because we, you know, we can read the Word of God, but until we really allow the Holy Spirit to reveal what that Word not just means, but how it affects us, mm. to invite the Holy Spirit into that place mm-hmm. um, and to trust Him to reveal what God is saying through His Word. just want to jump to a couple of questions that we had um, come in before we move on. Somebody said about kind of struggling to know, is this the Holy Spirit speaking or is it just me? And then somebody else is saying, can you speak a little bit more about hearing the Holy Spirit? And I've heard that before, actually Mm -hmm. speaking to some young adults um, just Mm -hmm. recently about that. And they were like, how do I even know? Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about having the kind of formed thought almost or Mm -hmm. something that you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. thought of. Can you Mm -hmm. expand on that just a little? One of the things that I've learned is that when I think or feel that I'm hearing from God, the first thing I ask is, does it line up? with the attributes of God Mm. is what I'm thinking line up with the character and nature of God. Mm. And does it line up with scripture? Mm. I've never seen that fail. Well, Mm. those, those three things are, I think imperative in discerning whether we're hearing from God, whether we're hearing from the Holy spirit or whether it's just our thinking Mm -hmm. something else along that line. Just my thought just went to something that we talked about in our class a lot is when I question whether it's from God or not, I measure it by what it prompts in me. Mm-hmm. Does it just glorify my flesh? Mm. Or, like I said, does it line up with the attributes and the character and the nature and the mm. Word of God? 
Yeah. So that's no, a good, good standard. That's good. We talked a little bit about kind of craziness of the modern day living in a world of distraction. And as we look at Jesus' life, uh, one of the things that we see most clearly, in fact, there's a scripture, Luke 5, uh, 15, 16. It says that um, Jesus retreated often. He has this pattern of being in you know, crowds of people and he's doing stuff, and, uh, but then also retreating. So what, what do you think we learned from that? I mean, is that, is that a template for us? Is that a pattern oh, for our life? Or? I love what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18. He said, teach the world, basically. Make disciples, teaching mm. them to observe everything I've commanded you. So many things that Jesus taught wasn't in words. Mm. It was in what he did. Mm. And when you think of Jesus's pattern, so to speak, he would lead the, the, the disciples. He would just go off by himself. But, well, I truly truly believe that when we watch what Jesus did, he went off by himself because he wanted to commune with Father. Mm. In John 16, Jesus talks about the Son of, of, of Man only does what he sees his Father do. Mm. Jesus only did what he saw God do. So when he got off by himself, I believe that that's when God downloaded what was coming up for Jesus. Mm. That's how he saw the sick healed and the the, de the demonics delivered. That's mm. how he saw children delivered, mm. uh, a mother-in-law healed of a fever. Mm. God gave him those insights that that was coming up. Jesus was prepared for it mm. because he made that space to be alone with God. Mm. I've been thinking more and more about that space itself and re mm. retreat with God. And that doesn't mean necessarily when we use the word retreat, sometimes we think like going away for a weekend mm -hmm. or something. I think it can be a pattern in our mm -hmm. day and our month and even yearly. I think it's good to be intentional about that yes. in terms of when are you getting away, you know, getting space every day. And then, and I'm, I'm a dad of young kids and yeah. life is busy and crazy. So trying to be really intentional with that, I feel is really important, but you know, the space itself, I think there's a, there's uh, three things that I was thinking about of, of that space of retreat and what it does. One, if it's, it's a place of conversation, mm -hmm. you know, where we're able to bring things to God. And if you have your the Bible out and open, you, you're able to hear from, from God. It can be a place of change mm -hmm. because Absolutely. the amount of times I feel when you come into that place and you need reorientated again, you need to remember again who God is. Yeah in all his majesty and his greatness mm -hmm. and his love and remember who we are. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes in a really challenging way, like the world isn't all about you, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's good. I think that's a really good thing that's where we come and um, we're able to be reoriented and there's that transformation. But then I, I also do think there's that place of challenge because mm -hmm. like any good relationship, you know, there there's intentionality involved. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's a discipline to, to get into that space mm -hmm. and say, Lord, oh, I don't, I don't feel like necessarily being here. I feel distracted. Yeah. I feel, but would you just help me just to yeah. settle in this space and mm -hmm. to, I want to hear from you yeah. and I want to, I want to share with you. So. You know, sometimes, well, I think God challenges us. Uh, he knows where we are in mm. our faith walk. Mm. Uh, he knows where we need to grow. Mm. And I think the challenges come that we do grow. I, in my own personal journey, I have not grown until I've been challenged. Mm. And it's, I, I've heard other people say that it's for our sake, that it's not that we're being tested, but I think we are being challenged. 
And I've learned to embrace those challenges. I, I don't, I'm not always happy about it, but when I embrace it, I know that there's going to be something on the other side. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you are interested in finding ways to live out your faith, why not head to our church website, ridgelife.org. There, you'll find opportunities to serve in the church and in our local community. You'll also discover ways to get involved in community groups. One of the best ways to find support and encouragement as you seek to live out what you're learning from the Bible. Head to ridgelife.org for more details. 